splash, splash, splash your sails, splash your sails, hey with A, me, Quinn, Lee, splash your sails, starting now with A, me, Quinn, Lee, go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash Assess podcast. I am your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. But before we get to Jeff Lewis, guys, I found a chump on TLC. Okay, 90 Day Fiance, the other way, this lady, Debbie, she's at a cafe in Morocco and asked the waitress, do you have a Texas margarita? And the waitress is like, we have tea and coffee. And Debbie goes, no absinthe or anything. The waitress is like, no. And once she walks away, Debbie looks right at the producer and goes, it's a desert for margaritas out here. (gasps) A desert for margaritas? I love her choice of description. But that also sounds like my version of hell. No margaritas? That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Also, I had to look up what the fuck is a Texas margarita? Okay, it is a margarita with an added splash of OJ. Yum. I mean, to me, that sounds like a brunch margarita, and I am absolutely going to try that. Now, talking about food, stick with me here, folks. We're going to go from a story of me this weekend wasting money to Jeff Lewis making money. See, again, I can help other people because I don't feel like helping myself. S-O-S. All right. Saturday night was my first night off in a while, my night to myself, nothing to do except smoke a big fucking joint, high as a kite. I already ate dinner round one, like when you're like me and you have always things going on and you're finally, it's your night to relax and you're planning to relax, like I pre-grocery shopped to be high for this, but then I made dinner round one and ate all my food and I just wanted more. I want, and I want to take out specifically. So I ordered food dinner round seven at this point at 5 45 PM. It should arrive by 7 25 PM. It tells me once my order goes through, um, okay, quite a long wait time for a 10 minute drive, but Who am I to judge when I'm melting into my couch? So I ordered a Caesar salad and some street corn, street corn. It's a perfect high snack because they are vegetables, yet like they got flair. They're a little, they're sassy. They're like me. Okay. Plus when you're high, it's fun to take your corn out of the streets and into the sheets. And by that, I mean, shovel fucking street corn down my throat in my bed because I'm not shoveling other things down my throat in my bed. Ew, eating in bed is disgusting, but so fun. Yet riddle me why when we were young, my parents made it a fun thing to do, like breakfast in bed on a Sunday. Yay, fun kids. It was amazing. Cut to being a teenager eating in bed, and suddenly it's a problem. It's a pro- Why are there milk duds stuck to your sheets, Amy? I don't know, maybe because I was having breakfast in bed and I dropped some crumbs. What do you want from me, okay? Milk duds are delicious any time of year, any time of day, okay? Actually, I haven't had them in so long. It was actual cement. I lost a tooth when I was young. It was supposed to be lost. Like, it needed to come out, but not aggressively while eating a milk dud. And then you're, like, chewing blood all up in the caramel. Ew, sorry, disgusting, I know. Okay, so food should arrive by 7.25 p.m. At around 
6.30 p.m., I'm getting very sleepy. I'm getting sleepy. And I'm like, stay up. You have food on the way. And that was the last thing I remember until I passed the fuck out. I was awoken by my two monster tigers, a.k.a. little kittens, ready for their 18th meal of the day. And so I checked my phone. You guys, it was 8.55 fucking p.m., fucking p.m. Oh my god. I mean, I would hope it was p.m. If I fell asleep at 6 30 p.m. woke up at 8 30 a.m. That would be a whole different problem. No, it was like a two-hour nap, which is aggressive. That's that I had a first sleep. I had my first round of sleep that night at 6 30 p.m. And I had street corn and Caesar salad sitting on my deck for over an hour and a half. Okay, so this order was already expensive as fuck because it's a bougie ass restaurant and the delivery fee, it's like $50,000 just to fucking deliver down the shed and the taxes. Oh my God, again, just take my firstborn child. What the fuck do you want from me? So I opened up the door at 9 p.m. and my moldy food, no, it was still probably fine. I did keep the Caesar salad, but I had to obviously fucking chuck the corn because it was, it, no, it was, it, it was in the streets for a little too long. Let's just say that. So anywho, my cats were on one that night because of my mispattern of sleep. And so Oliver was up in the middle of the night causing a ruckus. He was up on my dresser and all of a sudden there's a loud clang and I'm like, Ali, Ali. And I realized I was just like James fucking Kennedy. Ali, Ali, but I was Ali. And I just started laughing to myself. And then I laughed even harder because when I got me arse up to see what the fuck Ollie just did, he jumped from my dresser. There was a velvet hanger on a knob of the dresser. He jumped through it through the hanger as if it was an Olympic ring and it got stuck on his fluffy body and he got stuck in the doorway. It got stuck and then he went through the doorway and there were just pieces of hanger all in my hallway and Ollie was flurrying around the house like a fucking rabid beast. And I'm like, you caused this. What were you doing? Why would you, why would you go through a hanger? Oh my goodness. Okay. So those are my cats, but I promised this would come up with Jeff Lewis making money. Okay. So James Kennedy Ali, which will hands down be the funniest fucking clip of all times. I hope that soundbite can be used forever on the JLL show. Okay. So James Kennedy just bought a sweet new house. They just released this news. Season three of Hollywood Houselift, anybody? You guys, James Kennedy totally needs a DJ studio. Jeff Lewis can design it. Or they, he has a pool in the backyard. Do a new pool house. Like anything to get James Kennedy and Jeff Lewis on the screen together, together, together. That would be fucking iconic. Oh my God. And slash or, but hopefully and a guest on Jeff Lewis Live as well. Sasha, the intern, please book that. Um, Or not intern, sorry, I think Jameson said you are part-time. Okay, but um, James Kennedy is totally chump material, you guys. I am adding him to my dream guest list along with Kate Chastain. Kate Chastain. Speaking of guests, on Monday, May 8th of Jeff Lewis Live, we had Fortune Beamster, Mercedes Javid, and Shane Douglas. Okay, 
Fortune's an action star now. You go, girl. She's in FUBU with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, at first, I thought she meant she was doing a runway show for FUBU Jeans, the clothing line, with that guy Damon from Shark Tank. That's how I know FUBU, but I guess it's something else. It's a hilarious new show. Fortune is in, and we will watch any entertainment that she is willing to provide us. Mercedes has turned this into confession time. I love this. She admitted that she, this is hilarious. She admitted that she wanted to be on Jeff Lewis Live with Fortune. So when they tried to move her around with dates, she came up with a great excuse, even though she ended up outing herself. Like she got away with it and then told on herself, which I do all the time. Like it's hilarious. Okay. But it caused MJ to have all these dreams about Fortune over the weekend, probably out of guilt, whatever. But now I think they were sex dreams. I need to hear more about these dreams because I think Jeff asked her and there was some slight hesitation in MJ's voice. Like, I I think there was more. We could have dug a little deeper if you know what I mean. Just like MJ was digging into Fortune. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to stop. So a core update for Jeff and Gage. Both sides were reached in agreement. Ooh, oh my God. Cue all the like cheers and cue the cheers that Jeff was using for Alyssa when she was leaving. And we pretended there was a crowd, even though there was never a soul that would ever cheer for our beloved Alyssa not to be on air. And so um, we will cheer though for Jeff and Gage. Okay. Um, they also are going to go to co-parent counseling. That was part of the agreement, which is amazing. Jeff, I was thinking maybe your new interns could pull some JLL clips so that you don't have to re-explain yourself to the co-parent counselor. You can just be like, roll the tape. This is what happened on this day. This is our story. This is where it all started. That could be the worst advice ever, or at the very least, a fun task for your new interns to get to know their amazing <clears throat> boss. Okay, back to last week's chat with Lala. Oh, y'all. Okay. So MJ said a listener thought that they were slut shaming Lala. I wonder who they were talking about, but shout out to MJ for referring to me as he to throw the peeps off. I love it. Okay. So I know I get impassioned about this and I truly understand that they're looking out for Lala. Like I totally get that, but please just hear me out. Cause I do think it's important. Like I'm still confused. Okay. So today again, MJ and Jeff say they know and love Lala and they want her to talk about more than sex on Vanderpump rules. But my whole point is she does. We have her business ventures, her fights with other people, her opinions on other situations going on, her friendships with her castmates. Like sex is just a tiny part of her storyline. And I think it's being blown out of proportion by them because they specifically bring up that seen this episode this last week where Lala and her mom went hiking and her mom made a noise with her tongue like insinuating a makeout sesh like you know like oh you're gonna make out and Lala goes that's what the dawn does too insinuating like kind of lingus look 
I totally understand why MJ and Jeff or whoever wants to cringe. But if you watch the scene, her own fucking mother cringes and is laughing along being like, oh, stop, Lala. Like by their banter, you can tell that Lala is clearly comfortable joking with her mom like that. It's not the first time. So they're okay with making sexual jokes. Now, if they are filming for four hours and make a five second joke and those producers choose to put that in their two minute scene, is that super frustrating for Lala? Sure, of course, absolutely. Coming from someone who's constantly trying to filter themselves, like I always have to don't say this, don't do, don't talk about that, whatever. Like, God forbid Lala slips up. Like she is trying to maybe project a different image, but she slips up and she does make sexual jokes. And she, one comment, again, even though she talks about other things 95% of the time, that one joke ends up being chosen by the editors. So let's not forget that this is the show that was built by Sir, Sir, sexy, unique restaurant, heavy on the sexy. The girls were basically naked. They were wearing long t-shirts, dresses. Like they were, they were wearing t-shirts as dresses. Would I ever want to wear that? No, but if other people do, go for it. Be your sexy Sir self, like go for it. But back to MJ's whole point about saying that no guy they want Lala to date would want her talking like that on TV. But here's my point. If she naturally jokes around like that with her mom, which again, I'm so sorry if I'm totally wrong, Lala. Like I'm so, if I, I'm just, whatever. I'm, this is not my battle, but like, I just can't get over the irony of this all. Okay, so again, all I'm saying is Lala and her mom seem very comfy joking around like that. It didn't seem like the first time. So say she starts dating this guy and he's around her and her mom and and they make the same joke accidentally is he now gonna break up with her or is it just because she said it on tv so now let's go further let's say it's just because it's on tv because it was the one tiny slice producers chose to air on a show that provides lala a paycheck and a platform which is so important to her as a single mom hell yeah you go girl get your shit so and the daryl called her clothing she has so much shit going on i love it so should Lala not do the show anymore in case she's ever mic'd up again and accidentally makes a sexual comment? Because again, the show based off of Sir is probably going to use a sexual comment. It's a, oh, sex is in the name. Oh my goodness. So then again, circle back to your own shows, MJ and Jeff. Shaza Sunset speaks for itself in the sex talk and sexy department, which again, we fucking love. But why is it an issue for you guys just because Lala and her mom's humor were caught on film? Like being mad at the editors, if anything, because Jeff, when you say that you think the producers are encouraging her too much to talk about sex. And again, if anybody watches the show, it's not like every scene Lala's in. Sex, sex, no, I know so much other things about her and her opinions on things. I love her commentary. There's so much more. Like sex is 5% of it. And Jeff, you are a producer on your own show, on the Jeff Lewis live show. And you encourage your guests to talk about sex. So again, you can say that they're not on TV, but you are on film. You are filming it and you do air that on YouTube and other serious platform, whatever. So you guys are technically on the big screen. I can put you on my TV and there you are talking about sex on my big screen. So again, you have to see the irony in them basically saying Lala should not talk about sex anytime she's 
she's on camera. And yet 20 seconds later, you guys, you can't edit this shit. You cannot edit this shit because it's live. But also 20 seconds later on Jeff Lewis live, Fortune is quoting Zach saying about his opening line in stand-up, whatever, saying that he'd stick his finger up someone's butt or whatever. That is my point. Jeff and MJ were cackling along. You'll laugh along on radio to a finger in the butt, yet Lala and her mom wiggling their tongue and making a joke for three seconds of a four-hour filming session is so inappropriate? When, mind you, mind you, the last time Jeff had Lala on, she pointed out herself, Lala brought this up, Jeff was showing her porn on air. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still not seeing how this is not a double standard. MJ, we've been talking about your husband and his lack of blowjobs for months. For blowjobs and your husband. Again, I can watch you on screen. I can put Jeff Lewis live on screen and I can watch you on screen. Do you think your next husband wants to hear that? Oh my God, you guys, do you not see this double standard? And I know we stopped bringing that up. Like we stopped talking about MJ's husband, blowjobs, all of that, but we did for months. And like, now you guys just suddenly want to be on a high horse when Lala provides so much more to the show than just sex. That was so weird that you guys just focused on that. And again, I totally understand MJ and Jeff are genuinely like looking out for Lala and they love her so much. I think that they're amazing friends, have her best interests in mind. And honestly, I just hope I wish them all the best. I never want to talk about sex or myself or Lala or MJ, Jeff, anyone ever again, ever, ever, ever. But I shall right now. Okay. So side note that Zach Noe Towers opening for fortune. Oh my God, you guys, what a dynamic duo. Those shows must be epic. Oh my God. I love them. Okay. Speaking of openers, we, we talked about the Jeff Lewis live, live show, live, live show. Jeff Lewis live live show. Okay, um, Doug, how Doug Budin opened up and he was supposed to do a two minute opening set and he went on for 15 minutes, probably killed it out of the park. Next time it should be 30. But instead, Jeff was thinking of booking the Scandaball leader, Tom, and the most extras to be the opener for the JLL show. All I say is vom in my mouth, but again, who gives a fuck what I say? Um, MJ should totally host the show, though, since she will eventually be taking over Reality Checked full-time soon enough. And plus, she would be hilarious on stage with the chumps. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, Jeff is also worried about booking too big a venue, as if it wouldn't sell out in a heartbeat, babe. All right, let's not get this imposter syndrome now. Like, let's not pretend you're gonna fucking nail it. Just let's Let's go the John Hill route opener instead of Tom and the most leave them in the Vander dump pile. Okay. So a bunch of chumps went to dinner and then the John Hill show fortune was actually around and free that night. Like this world famous comedian just sitting at home, not a thing in the world to do. And of course the chumps had extra tickets for, oh, I'm sure she had plenty to do by the way. And of course the chumps had extra tickets for her and Jax. They really need an internal chump email blast list where they can just be like an email quick, like alert. You have 10 seconds to reply if you want these tickets hang out with us tonight. Okay. But anyways, Jeff says he will invite Fortune and Jax next time. Okay. 
But when is Fortune Feemster actually just sitting at home and free and available for a whole night to hang? And you know that every time, because this would happen with anybody, any friend that you have that like, they were like, I was free. And you're like, I, every time I invite you, you're never free. So you know that from now on, Jeff's going to keep remembering to invite her. And she will always, of course, be busy because it's Fortune fucking Feemster. We're going to have to wait to hear the epic stories of them hanging out one other day. But it's things to look forward to, I suppose. Tracy Tudor had a Cinco de Mayo BBQT. Jeff gives it his interior design expert seal of approval. Says it's stunning. Oh my gosh, that makes me so excited to see it on Million Dollar Listing. MJ said she didn't know. I always like love looking in the background at shit. I'll pause it, rewind it. Like I am a curious kitten. Jeff, clearly, look at me now. So Jeff thinks that, or MJ said she didn't know realtors made that kind of money. You realtors made that kind of money. Jeff thinks there might be some family money involved. Plus, obviously, of course, they said her insanely successful real estate team, all of that. But they also didn't mention, like, she has million-dollar listing money, which I know they were on Bravo, so they know it might not be a lot. But, like, the sponsorships and the platform and, like, Instagram, things like that. And also, Tracy seems like she's an investor. Like, I feel like she has some stock in some Silicon Valley AI shit. And to be honest, if I were her... I would too. Actually, I wish that she would tell us which one she does so I could invest as well. Um, DM me, Trace. Love you. Okay, so, or not Trace because Jeff had, well, I think we can call Tracy Trace, but also Tracy has an assistant Trace and Jeff used to have a co-worker, an employee Trace. I don't know what he names them. There's so many titles in the Jeff Lewis live office. Okay, so... Moving on to Josh Flagg was also at Tracy's BBQ and he's four months sober. Oh my goodness, you guys, you're going to make me want to stop drinking and that's no fun for everybody. Like I, I want a margarita after that. I want a Texas margarita right after this. Okay, so um, I'm so excited. They said he'll be on Jeff Lewis Live later this month. Oh my gosh, I love when he's on with Jeff. So Jeff made the record scratch at the party. Um, yelling at Monroe to stop throwing rocks in the pool. Honestly, if I was Tracy, I would appreciate that. If I was any parent at the party, I'd be like, yeah, or not even, I'm not a parent. And I would still be like, yes, you go, dad. Like, I don't fucking want rocks in my pool. I don't need it. So yeah, to say stop, stop. I'm surprised it took that long because Monroe by then had managed to get 300 rocks in Tracy's pool. 300 rocks. I'm not sure if it was like a game that they played. Like, get you know, at a dentist's office, like, guess how many jelly beans in the jar? And then you win a free lifetime supply of Colgate. And so I don't know if they like played a game at Tracy's party with the kids. Like, guess how many rocks are at the bottom? And then like made her assistant count them or something like that. But it was so funny because Jeff is like, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is like, um, he told Tracy that he would pay for it. He obviously had to be like, um, Tracy like please don't I hope you weren't planning on using your pool right now because it is turned into mineral water <laughs> with all the rocks but okay so Jeff is said that he would pay for it what does that mean what does that mean you know that it's probably her assistant with a snorkel like there's not a professional pebble removing company you know like it's going to be her assistant with a snorkel in the bottom of the pool and how do you quantify that time like what is that no I would send maybe like a $300 gift card to Steak 48 
$1 for each toss pebble. Boom. There you go. Or like Manolo Blonde. I feel like Tracy would be into that. It's like the Sex in the City when Carrie made her own party. Like I'm marrying myself and set up a registry because she was like, all you fuckers have babies and husbands and all this shit. And I have to buy you present after present after present. Where's my fucking party? Preach. Okay, MJ is guest hosting Reality Check next week. Oh my God, I am so excited. She's going to fucking do amazing, MJ. You're going to kill it. Okay, they run through other guest hosts. And I was thinking when they listed, I wish that Justin Martindale was on the list. He is hilarious on Juicy Scoop. And I feel like he'd be perfect. Love you, Justin. Okay, we talked about the Vanderpump Dog Gala. MJ and Jeff are going. Maybe they will have an extra ticket. And Fortune will be free. And maybe Jeff will come home with a new furry friend for Toby. Yes. Or or a new furry friend for himself. Okay. And on that note, I'm going to go play with my furry friends, a.k.a. Ali and Finney. It doesn't work as good with Finney, but oh, he's just so cute. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow with another recap of Jeff Lewis Live. Subscribe. Tell your friends. I love you so much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash your sails, splash your sails.